and welcome. This is the Ask the Experts show, and we are just delighted to be here tonight. It's our favorite show, and our favorite guest expert today is our dear, dear uh, Eileen Dillon. We are so tickled to have Eileen. Hi, Eileen. How are you tonight? I love that that Southern term. I'm tickled to be here too. I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> Eileen's out there in California. She's more sophisticated than we are here in Texas. <laughs> I grew up in Texas and Georgia. So oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and our dear Marion is there too. She's the founder of our whole thing, the Natural Curiosity Shows and more, our newsletter, which you can join by going to naturalcuriosity.life. And she just does everything to keep us on the air. So hi, Marion. I have to crack the whip sometimes, but all right. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. And we have our delightful Miss Ricky McKenna with us tonight, too. Hi, Ricky. Hello there. Ricky, is a, Ricky is a certified Hello, nutritionist. Ricky is a certified nutritionist and a certified life coach. And we're delighted to have her here too today because you may not know it, but she is the very one who introduced us to Eileen. So we thank her for that. Oh, yes. Thank you, Ricky. Yay. You are welcome. Thank, thank you, you for being there. And thank you, Eileen. You, yes. you, the three of you are absolutely, it's like the three musketeers that are. <laughs> we love really, it. Really brilliant. I, I love it. You guys are wonderful. And you can tell I'm not from the South because I said you guys instead of y'all. <laughs> oh, we take it all. We're, we're a multi-talented bunch. We don't care what our words are. <laughs> Okay. Works for me. <laughs> Works for me. So, Marion, I believe you're next. What's on your agenda for our show tonight? My goodness. We all want to know uh, how we're going to love more because I think that's the answer. If we could all just love more, wouldn't this be a better world? <laughs> yes, it would. So, uh, I know that Eileen has uh, some really great information for us tonight. And my first question is, how did you decide to come up with this? I mean, you must have had something that spurred you on. Was it a lost love? Was it somebody that uh, needed more love in their life? I want to know all about it. Well, it's a lot deeper than those things. Um, I had, a, as you know, a very challenging early childhood, and I grew up, and I didn't discover it till I was nearly 30 years old, I grew up with a belief that I was not lovable. Oh. And um, in the meantime, I became a psychotherapist and was helping people. And when I was about 37, and my second husband uh, left the scene, hi, Sandra, uh, uh, I was uh, doing my hair in the in the uh, bathroom one day, you know, drawing it, and I said, "Gee, you know, I was 37." And I said, "You don't look so bad," and I said, "Well, you, well, that's nice." You know, it was like the first time I ever felt like I loved anything about myself, and so I started thinking about the fact that I spend my time helping other people lo learn to love themselves and that I hadn't learned to love myself. And so I started investigating and I had a friend who helped me had a wonderful exercise uh, 
uh, where he said, um, envision a little baby or a baby animal and direct my feelings of love to that. And, um, and so when you do that, then you fill up with the feeling of love and then you change your focus to your own self. So you're actually giving the love that you've been giving to that baby or baby animal to yourself. And uh, it was really hard to do at the beginning. I probably could do it for about five seconds, but I kept doing it and kept doing it. And, uh, and as I was doing that and uh, learning things, I came across these seven skills of love from Concept Synergy and I began to practice them. And even more important, uh, when I did a series, I wrote a series of books helping parents teach their children how to work with emotions in the early 90s. And one of the resources there said, remember that love is love is love. It doesn't matter if you're loving yourself or you're loving somebody else. What matters is that you choose love, that you choose to be loving, to love yourself, to focus on love, to go through things as lovingly as you can. This is a night of sounds, evening sounds. <laughs> really great. And Sandra says that is really sad to feel like you're not lovable. And you know what? When you said that, Eileen, I think all of us cringe just a little bit Ouch. for you because uh, nobody wants to feel like they're unlovable. Well, as I've no. discovered over the last 50 years as a therapist, a lot of us do, uh, you know, and, and uh, we can have parents that are attempting to love us, but if we don't get the love coming in in a way that works for us, we can feel unlovable then also. Uh, but the key and the thing that I hope to be sharing with everybody, though, the thing I want people to hear is that doesn't have to be the end of the world, you know, you don't have it, it's part of a, because of us being in a giant school, it's part of what we need to learn about. I needed to learn how to love myself. And it's been a wonderful skill. It's allowed me to help other people to learn to love themselves better. And it's caused me to collect material like I have. So may I, may I ask one more question? Sure. Actually, it's not even a question. It's, it's kind of a statement, a question. So I wonder if this has anything to do with wanting other people to love you as well, because um, I remember a, a spouse way back, okay, <laughs> I said, do you love me? And the answer was, I fixed your computer, didn't I? And I thought, that was an engineer. <laughs> I'll bet you that person was an engineer. <laughs> That's I what it's your computer. Doesn't that tell you I love you? <laughs> That's what it <laughs> do. They love you that way, and they're very yeah. loving. But it's not always what. That's what I'm talking about with parents too. They could love me, and I couldn't feel it. You know, I wouldn't know it. Yeah. And and so, um, uh, it, you know, it wasn't. He was loving you. I, I'm I'm correct. He was an engineer, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I did a whole I did a whole radio program on engineers. Oh my goodness. Yes. My father was an engineer. And that's the way engineers love. They do things for you. They're very, uh, you know, they're constantly fixing your problems for you and your issues and that's the way they love. Um mm -hmm. and if you don't that know that, true. you think there's something wrong with them, but it's not, you know. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, I've been, I've been doing this work for 50 years. I can just find, tell you what's going on here in a second. God. So, uh, but, the, but the issue there is that you're not getting the kind of love or the feeling of love that you want. And right. as we've talked on other programs or on classes, um, it may be that it's our job to tell somebody how we best feel love, you know. Bing, I'm, bing, bing, bing. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Agreed on that one. Yeah. So I tell the other person. Now, the, the acid test, the next acid test is, does it make any difference to them if I tell them? <clears throat> Some people will hear you and they'll keep doing it their way anyway. And I believe those people are usually uh, highly manipulative, that they do it all the time. They're highly manipulative. You don't really want them in your life anyway, most of the time, all right? Because when we are mature and we're loving the, uh, people, another person, we want the best for them. And if they tell us what's best for them, then we're going to want to try to offer it to them. Does that make sense? You know, I, I don't mean to make yeah. a, a blanket condemnation of people. We all don't give to other people at different times. But if you have somebody who consistently you tell them this, I would feel loved more if you did. Like my second husband, he used to buy me presents, and I, I he used my money to buy them. But he uh, <laughs> he bought me presents, and he was very thoughtful, and I appreciated it. But he never bought me what I wanted. Oh, and so yeah, he I bought you a vacuum cleaner, a blender, or something, right? <laughs> he bought me a set of fireplace tools one time. Oh <laughs> no, no. Here, but I was saying, this is really wonderful, but it's not what I really want. What oh, I want is this. Could you sometime get me that? And I never got it. Right? Okay. So that's a that's somebody who's, uh, it, it's not necessarily that they're a, a bad person, but they're not able to get out of their own inside self and their own needs to yeah. give love to somebody else. Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the feeling that um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this so it makes sense to everybody. When we feel that we are receiving love, but it's not exactly the way we'd like to receive it, depending on the person and how they receive what you're saying. I think we have to couch it or say it in different ways that they truly will understand. And, you know, and not I think feel so. Upset. Yep. You know, thank you very much, but I'd prefer this. Could be very abrupt and hurtful. Um, yeah. Thank you, honey. This is great. You know what I was thinking about? I really would love to have. And, you know, say it in a little different way. I've, I've read, there's a book that I read, I'm sure you have as well, Eileen, The Five Love Languages. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. oh, that, that opened my eyes. It really did. And what you're saying is also expanding my awareness of all this. Mm -hmm. And it's um, the way we show love isn't always the way that our partner would like to receive it as well. Yeah, we had a comment about that from Yes, uh, um, and I agree with Sandra, too. Sandra, she says, we also right. might not yeah. love someone the way they need or want. 
and and that's true. If you could sit down as a couple and say, let's talk about how you know we both want to receive love. I mean, yeah. good communication, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, that an easy question or, you know? It isn't because especially if there's any part of you that feels unlovable, you haven't given a lot of thought to how you can receive love. You didn't even think anybody's going to want to give you love. So wow. that's an interesting thing. So these seven characteristics, which I'd like to go into so we have enough time to cover them. And by the way, uh, I have a free copy that just send me, uh, you've got that on the on the little reader board there. There you go. Your free copy of the seven skills mm. of love if you'd like it. So you don't have to write it all down. So good idea. What I what I learned is uh, that these skills are best done. Like if I meet you and I feel love toward you, these skills, practicing these skills uh, should be done in the order in which I'm going to present them. And we'll note that the last thing that's on this list is giving. And for most of us, the first thing we do when we feel love is to give. Mm -hmm. So just kind of keep that in mind. That's, that's what I learned. So the point is that, that love is both an art, something like Mickey, uh, Ricky, I'm sorry, for some reason, I'm getting my consonants mixed up. Uh, Ricky, you were uh, saying, um, you know, you want to say it in a nice way. So that's the art of loving, right? Uh. And that's the feminine side of loving. And the more masculine side are these skills, more like um, uh, engineers, right? The love engineers. I fix your computer, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first I one is mine today. <laughs> The first one of these is honest caring, right? Honest. Whether we honestly and sincerely care about care. the other person, what happens to them, their well-being, uh, their health, whatever we want to, we, we honestly care. Now, keep in mind that each one of these skills also needs to be applied to ourselves. And one of the things we don't do, for example, if we get sick, we're not honestly caring enough about ourselves to eat well or not take that extra drink or whatever. So these can be applied in two directions. But the first one is honest caring, that you have concern for other people. And the most important aspect of that is the whole idea of acceptance. If I, Marion, um, say that I honestly care about you, but I don't accept who you are, then I'm really not honestly caring about you. Do you, oh. do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So that's the that's the challenging part of this. The second skill is responsibility. And anybody who's ever heard read anything I wrote or <laughs> seen me talk, responsibility is so key. And it's if we break it down, it's responsibility, the ability to respond. And um, what we all need to accept is that we are co-creators of our lives, which means we are responsible for who's in our life, what we do, what we attract in, et cetera, et cetera. And part of loving is to, is to accept that responsibility and take it and take it with love so that you love to take responsibility. And it also means taking responsibility for myself, you know, 
just in, uh, thank you, Sandra. She says, yeah. honest caring, I love that, non-judgmental acceptance, yes. Well, we live our lives, I'll just segue off that for a minute, Sandra. We live our lives from the inside out. And one of the things that was so shocking for me to discover many years ago is I always thought people, well, my father was very judgmental and critical, so I was always afraid of people judging me. And to my surprise, I discovered the way not to be judged is to stop judging myself. And once I stop judging myself, then I have non-judgmentalism in me. So what is mirrored back to me from other people in the world is non-judgment. So if you feel you're being judged, uh, then know that the key is to stop judging yourself. And uh, when we take responsibility, yes, we do not, and we honestly care about people. We don't want to judge them uh, because uh, judging drives wedges and love is about bringing us together. Any questions on those two? Yeah. Reactions? Wow. Well, I love everything you're saying, Eileen. This is so huge because so many of us, we, we knew our parents loved us, but my parents never hugged. They never kissed us. They mm -hmm. would pat us on the back or say, good girl, good job, that kind of thing. But we never got the hugs and the kisses that so many kids get nowadays that they know more. Mm -hmm. And my second husband's the one who taught me how to hug. I didn't know well, how to hug. Good, good, good. I think that's really great. You know, my parents came to visit me when I was a young adult living in San Francisco. And I determined, my, my father had said that he loved me and he would squeeze my hand or put his arm around me. So, but he, he wasn't hugely demonstrative, but I decided to tell my father one night as we were saying goodnight to go to bed, I said, dad, I love you. And my dad said, you don't have to say that. Oh. And oh. I said, but dad, I love you. I want to say it. Well, it's not necessary, he said. I said, dad, I Ouch. want you to know that I love you. And I'm saying, <laughs> I love you. How old were you, Eileen? I was about 25. Oh, wow. And uh, so after three times of telling him, he was quiet. And then he said, I've wanted to hear that for a long time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So here's part of what I, I learned. And this is important about loving, too. If, if I tell you I love you and you don't feel like you're lovable, there's no home for what I'm telling you. Do you follow? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it can't come in. So that was my father's issue. He had very little home for his daughter loving him. He, wow. he, couldn't, he couldn't bring it in. Well, so yeah. many people are like that. Ouch. Have you ever given somebody a compliment? Oh, you look so nice. Oh, this old thing, you know? Yes. We, there's no home, you know, and unless we create a home. And that's why I think loving ourselves is so important because we all want to be loved we are desperate and hungry and loving of being loved and yet so many of us push it away because we don't have a home for it and the reason we don't have a home is because we're not loving ourselves we didn't we we learn not to love ourselves we all come into the earth to the earth here loving ourselves and we learn to 
send that away. Mm. In my view, that's what we do. Oh boy. I Love hurts, man. Light bulb go on. Yes. Um, I was in my forties and in had just been divorced and was living in a condo that my parents helped me with after 21 years of marriage. And my parents came to visit. And my dad and mom, I gave them my bedroom because it was the nicest one in the house. We had two, but that was a nice one. And I can remember my dad talking about the artwork that I had on the wall. One huge piece was a piece of, it was actually art therapy where I had sayings and pictures and things. And one of the pictures that was really how I felt as a kid was a picture of a round, very round face with two eyes and a nose and a zipper for the mouth. Wow. And how many of us were told children are to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And so I literally lit into my father verbally and he was in his seventies and I was in my late forties. And I said, do you realize what that thing is all about? And I explained quite succinctly, as I recall, he was in tears. Oh, and, you know, we finally felt, I had never heard him say, I love you. And maybe he said it. But you never heard it. But I never heard it. Mm. Well, that. you know, and when we're, it was when we're talking. Though. Yes, yes, that's a wonderful story. But, you know, we... Uh, Way back when, people worked really hard all the time. They didn't have time for all this mushiness. And uh, if they put food in front of you, uh, and my father said that, I always made sure to have food uh, for you to eat and a place for you to lie down and go to sleep. That was love. Yeah. Okay. That was all they were capable of. Well, that's all they'd learned about, too. That's all they received. So yeah. we have this wonderful opportunity where we can open up to more emotions. Let me just go on with these. The third one is a desire to know and learn about yourself and about others. Yeah. So when I say to you, well, how are you feeling? Oh, we just lost you, Eileen. Are we there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so at any rate, thank you, Ricky. Uh, you know, if I say, how was your day? Or, you know, are you feeling better than you did yesterday? This is me. Uh, it could be a social convenience, but in love, what I want to do is to really care about knowing about you. And th that was an interesting thing as a therapist. You know, as a therapist, you really get to know people and you ask them questions. And what happens in therapy sometimes is that your clients fall in love with you. And the reason they fall in love with you is because you're loving them by getting to know and uh, to know them and learning who they are. And they haven't experienced it before, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so um, it's, uh, we, we want to know who is this person? Who am I? We also need to know ourselves. That's why we like to meditate or do journaling or any, or, you know, have a book group or, or those kinds of things. Yeah. The fourth uh, skill of love 
is respect. And respect is the most difficult of all of these <clears throat> because we, uh, we have a difficulty respecting people when we don't like them, right? <laughs> and respecting is to allow another person to be who they are without wanting to change a hair on their head. And you know, people you don't like, you go, I wish that person would blah, 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 blah. You know, we want to change them. Uh, so it's really, really difficult. Uh, and it also involves respecting myself. You know, if I let somebody hurt me or talk meanly to me, then I'm not respecting myself. And a way to deal with that is to say, I really don't like people to talk to me this way, so I'm going to be leaving now, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so that's, uh, so we have honest, caring, responsibility, knowing and learning about others and yourself and respect. All right, any comments about those before we go to the last three? Uh, just a quick one. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna say they're right on target. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember what you wrote in the book about your neighbor when you were using some kind of machine outside. And your <laughs> yeah. neighbor, you know, don't, don't you know what time it is and whatever. And you walked over and you said, I don't like when people speak to me that way. And right. you apologized for whatever, but you made it clear that you didn't like to be, you didn't want to be, and you wouldn't take people speaking to you that way. And that cleared right. it up. Well, and it also cleared up my own past because it was a lesson for me because my father used to speak to me in the way that this man uh, did that wow. one time. Mm -hmm. And so I was in process of healing this old wound of having somebody talk critically and uh, disparagingly to me. Yeah. And fortunately, now if I would tried it with my father, he likely would have said something like, well, you've always been like that. You're so stubborn, you never learn. So it's the only way I can talk to you oh. or something like that. You know, there wouldn't have been a home for it. But my neighbor said, of course, no problem, which is what I needed to hear. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's a wonderful story. And uh, nobody should go out in the middle of the night with a two-cycle rototiller, two-cycle engine rototiller and... <laughs> Rototill underneath where your neighbors are trying to sleep. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> okay, so the next one is about being intimate. Now, I have a friend, Michael Brown. He was on my radio program a couple of times, and he likes playing with words, and I love the way he approaches intimacy. He calls it into me and see. Mm -hmm that we are vulnerable and we let people come in to where we are and see who we are, mm -hmm. right? And so intimate, being intimate is part of love, letting people in, being vulnerable with them. And, uh, and they allow us to come in and be vulnerable with us also. And interestingly, you cannot be intimate without being loving but you can be loving without being intimate, right? Hmm. But it's something that, you, that we wanna do. The, uh, I, I wanna go ahead and do all of these and then maybe we can talk about them. The sixth one is 
commitment. That is uh, a making decisions to be present in life, to be present to you, to be present to me, to keep my uh, promises, to uh, be an honorable person, etc. It's commitment to living my life in the best possible way. And part of that is to become aware of what our non-negotiables are. A lot of times people sabotage love because they agree to make a commitment to things that they don't intend, they don't really want to make a commitment to. And my experience with that was that my first husband made a commitment to have a child with me. And he really didn't want to have the child, but he wanted to be good to me. He, he was trying to be loving to me and give me something I wanted. But as these things happened, she was all of 10 months old when he came home one day and said, I'm not ready to be a father and left. And she and I grew up together as single parents and child, right? And, and so that was a very powerful thing. I didn't know people could make a commitment to do something that they could later say, well, I don't want to be committed to that anymore. So commitment is, is a really uh, key. And notice that's, that's the sixth one down the list is we commit with people. We don't uh, meet you and go off to Las Vegas and get married the next day, right? We want to get, we want to, get to know you and learn about you. We want to practice some respect. We want to be intimate. Uh, and intimacy, by the way, is not just about sex. Intimacy is about personal intimacy, where we let other people into me and see, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we need to know our non-negotiables. And the last one is giving. And giving can be done in many ways. I can give you my attention. I can give you my time. I can fix your computer for you. I can um, uh, do all, all kinds of things, you know, and, and I can give you my money. I can give you a child. I can give you security if, that, if what I do helps you to feel secure. So giving can take, and I can give gifts and vacations and uh, hard work, all kinds of things. But giving comes last. We don't start off giving, we give once we've got our respect and our caring and our knowledge of one another and our intimacy going, then we give because that allows us to give with our whole self and it allows the other person to receive with his or her whole self, okay? So those are the seven skills of love. And the trick is on any of the skills that I talk about anyway, that the steps to getting there are the qualities of being there. So if in any way you feel like you're not as loving as you want to be, or you don't love yourself as much as you want to, you go through here and see which one of these skills uh, you don't practice and spend some time practicing it. Remember what you focus your attention on, you feed energy and it grows. So it's as simple as that just pick out what it is that you're not doing, start doing it, do it for at least three weeks, maybe longer, and watch yourself just bloom with love and watch other people start be more start being more loving with you. Gesundheit. 
I'll love you right through that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so those are the seven skills of love. And just one more little uh, thing is that three things, some of which we've already talked about here, three things can get in the way of loving, judgment, attachment, and resistance. I, I can't love you or me if I'm busy judging you, if I'm, because that knocks out respect and it knocks out acceptance and a number of other of these qualities. If I'm <clears throat> attached to you, as opposed to loving you, then I'm going to be drawn to control you and have you become who I want, think I need you to be for me, right? And so I need also to, uh, what is that? Um, I can't remember who said it, you know, like if you really love somebody, you turn them loose. Right. Okay. That's what we mean. That's the non-attachment. We let you go into the world to be who you need to be and love you for that. And don't try to constrict you because I'm going to feel more comfortable if you do it the way I want you to. Right. And the third thing is resistance. We resist allowing ourselves to open to love. We resist being intimate. We tell ourselves we're afraid of intimacy. So that resistance gets in the way. And of course, bottom line, it gets in the way of us feeling loved. So that's what I wanted to cover today. Thank you guys for listening. Now let's talk. Wow. Uh, I've got something I, I really want to talk about. I saw this on a sh uh, reality show that I watch and, and it's about, it's called marrying millions. And it's uh, it's about all these millionaires, male and female who are trying their best to find love and marry somebody. And they're, most of them are worried or their family's worried or their friends are worried, you know, they're going to steal their money and they just want them for money and all that. Um, but one guy in particular what couldn't be sexually intimate and they were working on trying to figure out how they how how he could still feel love for her and feel love for himself and receive love and all it was a dance that they were doing uh, because he was bipolar and the medication left him impotent and i thought this is so fascinating to see this couple trying to figure out how to be intimate without having sex, because let's face it, that's how we grow up knowing that, you know, as soon as you, you know, get to be a certain age or get married, you're going to have sex, you know, for the rest of your life. So it was really hard for them. And I thought mm -hmm. to myself, what would it take, especially for a man, to be able to be intimate with somebody without having sex involved. Well, a little bit of re-education because uh, intimacy is not necessarily sex. We've just been trained to think of it as sex. There you go. Yeah. So when I'm you retrain yourself, retrain yourself, mm -hmm. and and um, you know, and very often the retraining. This is a lot to do when people have. Uh, erectile dysfunction and they do sex therapy, you retrain the person to be intimate, to enjoy and savor the tender moments together 
And that opens the door to the sexual performance, right? Uh, so, and I have trouble with the, with the premise of this program altogether. You know, I was on, the, my friend Iris Ben-Ruby did a whole series on love this past spring. And as I looked at it, I thought, we, we look for love out there. Where do I find my soulmate? Where's the, the love out there? And the reason we never find it is that's not where it is. You know? <laughs> what, we, what we have inside of us is what we bring in from outside of us. So if I really develop my love for myself and I follow love and I work with love and I'm close to people and I'm open and whatever happens in my life, I try to find the most loving way to get through it, then love is going to find me in spades. I'm going to have a whole lot of people loving me, different kinds of people, some of whom might be the love of my life. But as long as I'm looking for love out there, I'm never going to find it. This won't happen. You, you just reminded me of something. I, I, it seems to me we have to give it before we can find it. No, giving is the last thing, no, no, number no, seven. I don't mean giving as in a gift, but giving of ourselves in the way of all the seven things, the respect the understanding, the listening, th those things, allowing ourselves to do that for another as well as ourselves. Well, I agree with you, uh, except I would say that those things follow easily and naturally when we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we don't have to give, but nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100, we want to give all of that. And the reason is when you fill yourself up with love, you have so much, it runs over, just like continuing to pour <laughs> coffee in a coffee cup, right? Yeah. So please take my love. You know, I have so much. I really need to share it. Here, I want to share it. Uh, will you help me with it? Uh, I love this part about you. Let's do this lovingly. Let's be, let's share this together. And it can, we can love friends. We can love lovers uh and we can love ourselves but it, it follows naturally when you fill yourself up with love that you are loving to others that's a really good point ricky thank you there's an exercise that i have people do in my coaching classes where i ask them to look in the mirror in the morning and say i love you you are wonderful you know you're the best thing that happened since sliced bread or whatever it is that you want to say to yourself and then you start laughing of course but there's something that gets through especially if it's repeated for let's say a period of 10 days 20 days 30 days but variations on that theme of you are wonderful you can laugh giggle do whatever you like but it does sink in well you remember in my book that one of the things i point out is that uh, any message that's repeated over and over again is taken in by the subconscious mind as truth. Yep. So you're you're helping people to learn to tell themselves the truth that you're wonderful. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and it's a fun thing to do too. I've even taken. I told a couple of people if you take your old lipstick and make you know kisses on on the mirror, you know you can clean it up afterwards. But right, exactly. 
and you know, whatever it is, whatever it takes to realize that you have it all within you and that love needs to be for you as well as others. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, Michael Brown, who talks about into me and see, mm-hmm. he, ha- he has an interesting notion, which I, I believe you guys would appreciate too. He believes that human beings involve themselves in intimacy to practice being intimate with God. Ooh. Right? Because he says to be intimate, you need to be vulnerable. And to be vulnerable, you have to drop your resistance, your hang-ups, your whatever. You just need to be who you are. And his point is that the energy of God, or whatever larger-than-ourselves entity anybody wants to talk about, but that energy is so much more powerful than human energy. If we don't learn to open up and share completely, we will burn up when we meet God. You know, <laughs> just it's like a circuit. It, 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 the intimacy can't go through us. So I, I have when I heard that, I just that just kind of really opened me up. I thought, wow. If I get to be intimate with somebody else, this is an opportunity for me to open up to this huge spiritual awareness of being uh, vulnerable and intimate uh, with everything. Wow. Well, I have something I want to talk about. (laughs) If Louise isn't going to ask a question, I'm going to go for it. I, I tried to give you some space there. Okay. Of course, this is personal. It's all about me, you know. Um, Just consider it loving yourself. Go for it. Yeah, I feel like I love myself. I think I'm a good person. I do things that are loving. People around me all feel loved, I think. Um, You know, anybody want to say no to that? No. Okay. So um, I'm wondering if my self-sabotaging with food has something to do with maybe I really don't love myself as much as I should or I could or I uh, maybe I don't understand how to love myself. Do you think food addiction and things like that have something to do with self-love? Well, uh, in general, difficulties, and Ricky, yeah. you, you probably have some, but in general, in my learning, um, uh, food or any kind of addiction has to do with emotions and with that emotional energy not flowing as uh, freely through us. So in that sense, I would I would say yes. In fact, when you first started asking the question, I went, well, the problem is not how much you do for other people, but how much you love yourself. That uh, That as much as you may feel you're loving yourself, there's more that you can do and yourself knows it, and by golly, she's going to keep eating until she gets it. (laughs) I don't think I could have said that any better. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, we've all got challenges. Isn't that the way it is? Yeah, and I think probably we all have a a modicum of self-sabotage in one way or another or we could name it self-sabotage. I'd rather rather name it a a, a deficit of love and therefore to focus on what I want to become. What if I am fully loving to myself? 
You know, I had a woman in an exercise class with me years ago. She was a chiropractor and I liked her a lot. And uh, she was always a little pudgy. And she disappeared from the class for about six months and then showed up and she was no longer pudgy. She was very svelte. And I went, whoa, you lost weight, what happened? And she said, all this time, I thought I was being loving to myself. Every time I took an extra portion or a piece of this or a piece of that, I thought I was being loving to myself. And one day I realized that I wasn't being loving to myself. Being loving would be just to eat what I need, what's, what's good for me. Uh, and it can still taste good, but uh, you know, I wasn't fully loving. So she said, what happened while I was gone is I started loving myself. Okay, then. Ooh. Thank you very much. Now, by chance, well, do you have a copy of your book in front of you? No. Or maybe, Louise, you have a, one, a copy of her book around? I have it right here. Right here. Okay, right here. okay yes. there we go. All right. I, really, I want everyone to see this. Now, uh, Ricky and Lady Lou and I, we all have not only read her book, but also are in some of her classes and, and workshops and things. So, we know how good it is. Emotions in motion. Um, so if you haven't gotten a copy yet, I highly recommend you, they can go to Amazon, right? Yes. And pick up a copy of Emotions in Motion. And also, thank you, Lady Lou. She pulled one out. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, this is to prove you guys really did read it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I want you to know that um, you can contact Eileen any time that you'd like. she's As you can tell, she's very friendly. She's been a therapist for over 40 years. She knows how to deal with any kind of problem that you could probably throw at her. She's, she, would, she would love to have a problem. And that is a gift, okay? If yes. you bring a problem to her, she knows what to do to help you. So think about contacting her. And the way you could start is by getting a free copy of the seven skills of love that she's willing to give you. Just go to Eileen at EmotionalMasteryForLife.com and start there. Yes. Thank you for joining us, everybody, tonight. Eileen, you were awesome, as usual. Thank you. Thank and you. And Lady Lou, thank you. Thank and you. Ricky, Ricky McHealthy, thank you for joining us. Thank and you, guys, for giving Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this stuff. I've been wanting to share it with a larger audience for years. So I love you for giving me that opportunity. And it's a result of my own self-love too, of course. <laughs> and, and we'll ask our audience to share it with their people. Yes, right. And now how do they do that, Lady Lou? How would they go about sharing this information? Well, we love to go to YouTube, uh, yeah, YouTube because there's a share button right under the video. And if you click on it, all of these social media places pop up and all you have to do is punch it, write a note and send it. I, I go over there every time we have a show and I watch, well, I watch the show and I put my thumbs up and then I write a comment, write comments too, and then share it. I share it to this place, to that place, to this place. I share it to six or eight different places every time we have a show. You can do the same thing for us. It would help us get more viewers. It would help your friends and you. Okay. So, so as a person who's a little more, uh, computer challenged maybe than Marion. Where exactly on YouTube do I go? It's uh, to get there, you have to go to Marion LaSalle 
and then her little picture, little round picture shows up, click on that picture, and then Natural Curiosity pops up. That's the name of our channel. And then you will see all of our videos. Click on the word video up there. And you'll see all of our videos and you can choose any one you want and watch it or watch the one that we have today. And then after you finish watching it, push that little time bar all the way back to zero, then take the link in the in the bar upstairs you know up, up above that shows youtube dot 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 and all these numbers and copy that and send that to your friends in an email or on your social media or in a, a private facebook message there's and also a button that says share literally right below the video there's a button that you can push and it it'll show it'll say linkedin twitter some places I never even heard of. I, I know mean, Facebook. So. Everything is there, uh -huh. and, and just there. punch it. It's all you have to do. You don't have to think about it, and then just write a little note when you get there and push post, and it's gone. And it's just beautiful, so easy. I would really love it if some of the material that I'm sharing would be broadcast like that. I would love it for people to help us go viral with some of this information. So thank yeah. you. Show your love for us that way. <laughs> <laughs> We're loving ourselves. We're on there. We're there. Yeah. So. I'm going to talk to myself in the mirror tomorrow, Ricky. <laughs> and Eileen, I'm going to, I'm going to get your seven, uh, what's it called? Skills. Seven skills. skills of love. Yes. So am I. Of love. Yeah, now just send Eileen an email and ask I'm, for it. I'm going to. I won't let you, uh, I won't make you try to remember that I want it. I'm going to send for it right now. Yeah. And then go to Amazon and get the book. Yeah. Yes. The book. Emotions and emotions. There's also an e version if anybody doesn't want the paperback. So there Very is an good. e version there. Very too. good. Excellent. Yes. Thank you All for right. that. That's it for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Keep loving yourself.